The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. It is a Monday, February the 3rd. I believe it is. Uh, the day after the Super Bowl, let's say, let's call it that. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of our talk today, the Super Bowl. I do want to talk some of the Hall of Fame. I do want to talk about Peyton Manning. I don't want to make an excuse for Peyton Manning, uh, uh, but I want to give a lot of credit to what the uh, Seattle Seahawks did, not only defensively because we saw their defense was so visible, but offensively they kept those guys off balance. They kept Peyton Manning on the sideline, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of questions were asked about the game. Was it a game of um, embarrassment and um I would have to say yes. You know, that question was asked to Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning said it was a somewhat disrespectful. I'm not quoting him word for word, but somewhat disrespectful or rudeness uh, to even say that's embarrassment. Here's why I say this embarrassment. It was the Super Bowl. That was the number one offense in the National Football League from start to finish. Playing against the number one defense. Now, over time, uh, historically, those defensive teams usually win those big games. The offensive, I've always said on this show, I've always said out loud, when I ask, offense will get you there because it's an offense, offensive game. It'll get you to the show. But when you get there, you're going to need something to count on to win that game, and that's going to be the defense. Uh, with all the weaponries that Peyton Manning had, uh, with the, off, the receivers, uh, Decker, Wes Walker, Demarius Thomas, you, you can go down the list with those guys, who they are as far as the team is concerned. That is the number one offense in the league. They deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Um, they, looked, they were looked at, in my opinion, as a great team going in. But the great team won the game, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Welcome to the show, 888-346-9144. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk, got Alex Clancy in the studio. Alex, you watched the game from start to finish. I, I, I took this game as an, an, as an embarrassment, 43-8 to eight in a Super Bowl. That shouldn't happen. I mean, we've seen games like that. I've watched the uh, 55, I think it was 55-10 when Denver Broncos lost to Doug Williams and the Washington Redskins. There was also another game that was – just outreach um, as far as the score is concerned where you have probably the two best teams. And you can get there. We, we watched the 8-8 um, eight and eight New York Giants go to the Super Bowl and win it against the New England Patriots. So how you get there and who shows up defensively and when your team is on that rise. But there was no, there was no calls in my, in my sight, in my vision, that, that saw that a 43-8 route. And those, those eight routes, those eight points was a, a gimme. But from start to finish, the Seattle Seahawks, Alex, had the uh, the uh, Denver Broncos off balance. Yeah, I mean, it was, <clears throat> pardon me, it was it was kind of shocking. I mean, embarrassment, I don't know. I, I feel like all hail Seattle now. I mean, everybody gets it now. Everybody believes them now. They scored three times on their three offensive possessions in the first half. They scored twice otherwise with the pick six and the safety on the first play of the game. Um, it, I, you could see Pete Carroll had these guys loose coming out of the locker room. 
John Fox was, you know, it, I think John, every coach, and take Tony Dungy away because he's a fantastic coach and he proved it, but most coaches, offensive coordinators, get their career made by Peyton Manning and not the other way around. Coordinators and coaches don't make Peyton Manning's career, which is interesting. John Fox was kind of a middling coach. Came from Carolina, got fired from there, came over to Denver, and he got a gift on his lap in Peyton Manning. I don't think he had anybody prepared there. The defense for for Denver didn't play badly. And that was the one that, thing that was kind of overlooked all week. Is they gave up 27 points in the playoffs uh, total thus far against San Diego and uh, New England. So they were playing well. They kept Marshawn Lynch to 39 yards on 15 carries. Not a bad thing. Two end-arounds by Percy Harvin allowed for 45 yards on two carries, which was their leading rusher. So they didn't play badly. Uh, the offense put them in bad positions. They were on the field a lot of the game. And um, the defense you know, was fine. The running game was non-existent for Denver. So that kind of allowed the secondary and the linebackers to step back and just pick apart Peyton Manning as opposed to the other way around. As much as they uh, still made it Marshawn Lynch... Uh, that Denver defense with um, with uh, No. Sean Marino five for seventeen. It was just opposite. So you can take that away. I don't. I don't. In that entire game, I never saw the Seattle Seahawks team one dimensional. I saw the Denver Broncos become one dimensional, and I wonder what happened to all those superstars. And I and I think those guys superstars because of the offense they played in this year. The receivers. The receivers. Yeah. What happened to those guys? What happened to Decker? Um, I think. Um, Demarius West Thomas Walker, had a big game. Yeah, Wes Welker had eight receptions, but. That's a great game, but it meant nothing at the end of the day when they only could amass eight points. Right, and they were all four-yard passes. Peyton Manning only That's, one time this year had averaged less than 10 yards of completion. It was against New England when, uh, when they lost whatever it was in, in uh, 30, uh, 24-21 or whatever it was. But I think Wes Walker made his career, and I, and I say that's the perfect position, and he was able to utilize those four-yard passes and, and make them a 10- to 15-yard uh Now when you're down route. four touchdowns, though. Yeah, but you still <laughs> I, I believe in – it's tough to stick to your game plan when you're down, when you when you can't get going uh, the first two quarters. I believe the Seattle Seahawks hit those guys so hard that they didn't want to even play anymore. And I've been part of games right uh, defensively where we hit teams that they can't wait to the fourth quarter. They can't wait till this game is over. I'm not saying my defense that, that I've been on is like the Seattle defense because you looked at that defense and they've been number one all year. Arguably, you can put them in the mix with the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens. You can put them in with the – both Bears team defenses they had, and and nobody's really mentioning the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Warren Sapp mm-hmm. and those guys right. played. They were rushed. I talked to Warren Sapp um, this weekend, and, and we were talking about how that defense looked. He said that defense is better than their defense, and I said, but the thing is, when you guys rushed, it looked like you was blitzing. It was only four guys. It was only four guys going there, and that's what the Seahawks Seahawks defense looked like. Last night, they were rushing four guys, and it looked like a blitz, but they was getting a head start off the running. And then at times, they would bring some off a corner off the edge just to keep make Peyton Manning. Either you sit there and you run into that four-man defensive line, or you run out in the pocket, which we know you can't do. Um, Percy Harvins, <laughs> you mentioned, and on to Percy Harvins, you mentioned two rushes. For 45 yards. Those, that was huge. He's so fast. That's People what, forget how good he is. It. That's what changed the mint- that, that defense um, in Denver played well. And, it, and I thought it was all predicated on that offense throughout the year because what Peyton Manning, they, what they did as far as scoring on that team, uh, points on that team, they had that offense um, in a position where the defense could play loose. They can play yeah, free. You because could blitz all day because you're always winning. Exactly. So yeah. what Percy Harvin did 
yesterday was put them on aware. He ran two plays, two jet plays, and around. He had one yard. He had one catch for five yards. He returned the kick for a touchdown, <laughs> which we expect. Now, a guy who who has fresh legs anyway, a guy who's already fast coming in there. You have to. You can't. It's hard to prepare for a guy who you didn't play all day, would, all year. Would they have lost a game this year if he was healthy all year? Like having that dynamic player on yeah. a team like that, that doesn't happen. You don't have players like that on teams like that. I, I think they would have, but I think they would have <laughs> rebounded back so quick, like they did. Oh they did. That was a team that didn't lose along with the um, along with the um, Denver Broncos. They didn't lose two games in a row. Uh, so that's a team that can bounce back. Um, I think their wake up call came in the Seattle Seahawks wake up call when they came. Lost to the Cardinals? No, no, not the Cardinals. Their wake up call came when they almost lost. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh yeah, when they was twenty one points down, mm-hmm. they had to come back and do it, and they showed some restraint and 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 line back up and play Seattle Seahawks football. Came back and won that game. Cardinals the only team to beat them uh, was the last team to beat them this year, so uh, that's a good look for the Cardinals. And you see a lot of teams going. And I want to stick with the Super Bowl, but defensively, you seen a lot of teams going with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, in my opinion, in the past five to six years, has been the ultimate players' coach. Those guys feel like. They got the game plan. They go through the game plan. It's, to me, it seems like when it's time to work, it's time to work. When we have fun, we have fun. I think they have a lot of fun, but I think it comes down to business. One of the things they do do that a lot of teams don't is they play one against one. They play the number one defense against the number one offense, so those guys are battle-tested come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You know, just this whole thing. How Seattle won, how they came out loose. I'm sure P. Carroll was smiling in the locker room. Hey, guys, enjoy your time because who knows if you're going to get back here kind of thing. And it's so it, – it's just – it's refreshing to see. You know, you don't have Bill Cowher and and, uh, and, and uh, Chucky on the sidelines anymore. You have this guy just just having a great time on the side. And he was running – he almost pulled a hammy running down the sideline when they got the safety. Like, he's so energetic. He's calling – he's coaching this team as if they're in college. And it's a beautiful thing. That He's the third is the coach. best thing, in my opinion. Let those guys have fun. Professional. It's already a business. I'm, I'm glad you made that comment. Let them have fun because the business, the NFL, is all business. Anyway. And it's easy to say because they won that, that that worked. I mean, maybe it, we would have been speaking a different tune if they would have lost 40, 43 to eight. But Russell Wilson, the whole thing just kind of. And and I'll, and I'll tell you one thing really quick. Um, I'm I'm happy that Russell Wilson didn't win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh um, my goodness! Why is that? Well, I, that's because, I mean, you well, because his we numbers. Talk, we talked about yeah, the game. But his numbers were after they were up five touchdowns. Both of his touchdown passes, one to Jermaine Curse that spun off twelve defenders. It seemed like and ran it in. So Russell Wilson didn't do anything there. The last pass to uh, whoever caught the touchdown pass, the last one. Oh, uh, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. That was the, that was when they were up. You know, thirty six to thirty six to eight. He was so still balling. But that's, I understand. I say, but his numbers. It's easier to do that then. I say this all the time. A lot of quarterbacks shouldn't get MVP, but they do. Now, the receiver got to – you see the raggedest, raggedest throws. You see the unwarranted throws that the receiver make the, the quarterback look good. You, you see the four yards that we talked about passing routes where these guys are going 60 yards. You, you have a great caliber of, of, of players around you if you're a quarterback. So it's easy for me to say where well, the quarterback has those numbers. You look at Peyton Manning. I mean, he had 280 yards. He had two interceptions, uh, ill-advised, if you will. He had two interceptions, but those are good numbers. He was 34 for 49. He had to pass the ball 49. Peyton passed the ball 49 in that, in that weather, and, and I don't want to make an issue. Well, it is an issue. The weather condition, his neck and his shoulder, um, 
And I said well, all year. They were year, also down four touchdowns, but, but so we I, had to throw. Exactly. So those numbers are uh, misconstrued. They, 280 yards, well, it looks like a good day, but they had to throw the ball, so they became one-dimensional. If, if Russell Wilson would have got the MVP, um, I wouldn't have said a word. I would have said, well, it's just like any other quarterback. Who I thought should have got the MVP was the entire defense yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks. you got to give it to somebody. You have to give it to somebody, but you got it to the guy who made the play, who changed the complexity of that game in the first th- five minutes of that game, and that was uh, Smith, um, was Malcolm, Malcolm Smith, Smith uh, whose brother, uh, Steve Smith, who has a Super Bowl ring also for the New York Giants. I didn't know that. Changed the complexity of the game, taking an interception to the house. They they are taught on that team, and you can see it when he caught the interception. Go get the ball. If the ball's in the air, it's yours. It's no longer receiver. But you can see that with the whole secondary. Defensively, they, those guys play like DBs. They play aggressive. They play downhill. But he went up and go, to go get that ball but, when you can see the Denver Broncos receiver waiting for it to come down. He went to go get it. Couldn't you say that the defensive line should win the MVP? Yes. Because right. instead, of, instead of the whole defense, because, yes, as you said, even like about the receivers catching these balls, the defensive line was attacking Peyton Manning all day. The offensive line for the Broncos were the un-MVP of the game, the non <laughs> You are the right? non. I mean, yeah, I'm fine. The non MVP. I mean, you can tell that Peyton Manning, if he's untouched, he can pick apart anybody. But if he gets any sort of pressure, he's like any other quarterback. And you could say that about any quarterback in this league that's immobile. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Guards Garden Treasure dot biz four eight zero six zero three dot rose. That's the number. You know the numbers. Push find rose on your phone and push it. I will give you the complete number when we get back. Your personal floor concierge. God's Garden Treasure, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. We'll come back. We talk more Super Bowl. We talk more football. We talk more who the quarterback situation did. Peyton Manning uh, just wasn't Peyton Manning, uh, or was it a whole lot of what Seattle defense was doing? Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the show. We got a comedian. Kevin, uh, he, he said uh, he didn't know Broncos can lay eggs. But they did have a horse on the field. And, and I had a little problem with that horse being on the field doing pre, not pregame, but coming on uh, doing the introduction when they was running out of the tunnel. You got you to gotta staph infections, man. When you put that stuff in that turf, that stuff is hard to get out. So if, if that was to happen. You know better than me. Uh, I don't that know. That is true. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. We are talking about the Super Bowl. Alex Clancy is in the studio. We all, Off the air also we were talking about. Uh, the MVP and and Malcolm um, Smith and you know what I was giving him the MVP off the off the interception and I forget about the foot, the fumble recovery that uh, was it Demaris Thomas uh-huh. uh, had a nice play trying to make something happen but Just did you see the defense? No, did you see the defense? He wasn't trying to tackle him. He punched the ball out. That's what I talk about when I see that defense play and Pete Carroll, the defensive minded guy, same guys that was playing for him in USC. They punched the ball out. They go for the ball. He has a. Uh, 20, 21 undrafted players on that team playing on that football field in the Super Bowl. That's why I don't believe in the draft because those guys play like they should have been well, drafted. Malcolm Smith was a seventh-round draft pick. Exactly, so, seventh round. So, But you know what? You can, you can easily say, see, Pete Carroll, he knew the system. Well, he knew the system he was going to be in, or he can relate to Malcolm. If you got a guy that I play with and you wonder why he didn't get drafted, huh? I don't believe in the draft for a whole lot of reasons, that, and that's one. You got 21 guys on that team, 20 to 21 guys on that team, low draft picks or not drafted, playing on the big stage uh, athletically that I think is the big stage in sports, and they play like they should have been first and second rounders. So do you you draft or you pick up size and speed if you're gonna, they're going to be in your secondary? Depends like that's the new – That's what he's doing. That's the new thing. 6'3", You could be a linebacker on other, other teams. Well, you can find Like Cam fans. Chancellor should be a linebacker somewhere else. Cam Chancellor is like Jack Tatum. They're so big. I just don't – I don't understand how they're making it work. I don't understand how the scheming is working. You're not as fast as the 5'10", 180 guys. You can't be. But you don't need to be because you hit harder. Yeah, but but and those guys, once you hit them, that breaks their will down. You may you have some tough five ten guys to get up. And yeah, five. sure, of Steve, course. Steve, Steve Smith, Smith, yeah, obviously uh, five Carolina, six yeah. or five eight, whatever he's he is. Toughest guy. He he, toughest guy. He breaks you know, the mold. Exactly to be five under five to be under six foot tall. One of the toughest guys in the game. Uh, but you have those guys. But when you are consistently getting hit from everywhere, not just one guy. I think uh, Cam Chancellor. I think I thought he set the mold on the first. Um, Two plays of the game. I thought he set the mold by knocking that guy out. And he was in – everyone knows they zone blitz team. They're a zone blitz team, but they keep everything in front of you. We did not see one guy, one Denver Bronco behind that defense. Yeah. Not one. There was one Demarius Thomas this, threw down Richard Sherman, should have been offensive pass interference no, on the sideline. So. I don't think so. I, I thought that was uh, – I thought – They were already down three touchdowns. So they, they, they swallowed the whistle. I, Come on. No. No, but the game was still going on. It was yeah. still a lot to play. Now, I didn't think that was pass interference, but I thought that he was in great position. Now, what that one of the things I said last week about the complexity or what could happen in this game to, 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 for it to be a blowout was don't give up big plays. Don't give up big plays. And I say that because – they didn't have any guy behind them, anyone behind that defense, and that's how you win football games. That's how you stay in football games, but they were winning because, as you said, going into the break, should that defensive line been the MVP? Well, that defensive line was allowed to play that way because of the secondary. The secondary is allowed to play that way because of that defensive line. And the linebackers, 
who are the quarterbacks on that team, yeah. was all over the field. So that's why I said I would give it to the Seattle Seahawks defense. Not that Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson didn't do what he did. He managed the football game, which you want a quarterback to manage your football game. I don't need you to do anything extraordinary. I think, I think you need to make the right decision. You can see the nerves in that football game when he had his tight end in the flat and just threw it over his head like he was 7'8". Yeah, yeah but that was early. Nerves. Yeah, that was early. That yeah. was nerves, but he he bounced back. To run, he bounced back a play or two later with the third and eight and drilled the ball in for a quick slam. Yeah, you know he's got he's got a really good arm, and and I've looked and he throws the ball like a baseball. Like he's not throwing it like the little side arm that, that the quarterbacks throw. I mean, it's totally over the shoulder. Spy, I mean, he throws a tight spiral like you know Peyton Manning over the week has been made fun of because he throws ducks sometimes. Uh, you can say that's through the inter- injury or that's, not, that's, but I think that's through the injury. Maybe, but uh, uh, Russell Wilson looked good, and I just I feel like if he would have got the Super Bowl MVP, he would have given the car to somebody else because that's the kind of person he is. Russell Wilson because he didn't think that he deserved it. That's the first thing I was. Like, I don't deserve this. The defense does or the team does, and he's not saying to be politically correct. He didn't deserve the MV- the Super Bowl he MVP. He seemed like a guy who took that Super Bowl MVP and kept it in the facility or let every guy share with it who was on that team. Share that that MVP trophy for a month or so until it got back to him. Or he would have given it to the twelfth man or something. He's Absolutely just, not. That, not he the twelfth man. You don't think so? <laughs> not the twelfth man. You don't think he puts it in the stadium somewhere? No. The twelfth man feel like they can say anything they want to the team because they come out and root and cheer a fan. Yeah, you come to root because this is the game you love. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about I, I, it. The 12th Jesus, man is, that twelfth man is huge. Yeah. Okay. It's huge. All right. No. That so it's not a, just a total gimmick. That twelfth man is huge. Okay. It is huge. You go. You you've been in loud stadiums. When you get to that, when you go to next year, when you go watch them play, listen to that noise, or try to listen to that noise, or try not to listen to that noise. They are loud. Did that start at College Station, the twelfth man? I thought that it started somewhere else in college. I think it was. I thought it was Texas A and M. There was a twelfth man thing that was huge, and then I think Seattle adopted it. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. But that twelfth man, yeah, you, know, you know, you look at what they do on that football field, even what, down what to the do engineers and the architect, how they built that stadium. I was in the airport. And um, well, they, exactly, they built it to confine that hold that noise in, and it's an open stadium to hold some noise in. But I didn't in the airport heading there, heading to New York, and 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 coming back, I didn't see there was more fans in Denver or there was more fans in Seattle. I just saw the same number of fans. But when you go to the game, you hear a lot of Seattle. Yeah, fans. you heard it sounded like a home game. It sounded like a home game, crazy bro, because that was the that that noise was the start of that two point that safety. Because Peyton Manning, one of the things he said in a post-game interview was um, it was a cadence uh, error, which I don't believe. It was a cadence error. It was the center's fault. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't believe there was a cadence error. I believe uh, he couldn't, they couldn't hear that noise because of that noise. Um, ended up resulting in two points for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Then they came back and got the ball. Too many turnovers in this game. Too many turnovers in a big game. There was a lot of nerves. A lot of those guys couldn't bring their ner- nerves down. You can never get no Sean Marino going because your your short passing play offense wasn't effective. They kept everything in front of you. A lot of times when I thought Denver was going to get the first down just off of what they've been doing all year, they were stopped short. Yeah. 32. Yeah. I 32 the was same huge. Thing. So yeah. I'm thinking they're getting the first down. They were stopped short. Credit to Pete Carroll and his staff and that defense and that team. And, and Richard Sherman told us all year that he was the best corner and he's the best corner. He only got the ball thrown to him three times all pre all postseason. Three Peyton, times, and I thought Peyton Manning would ch- challenge him, but I, Peyton Manning is not crazy. We always thought he was a smart guy. He's very cerebral during the course of a game, but for him to have two weeks, Peyton Manning, and I think this is, this is his team. I think his, by team, I think this is his offense. For him to have two weeks 
and not have a better game than he had, yeah. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. In. I would have aired the hell out of the ball, say, you know what, we're going to lose big or we're going to win big. They lost playing like babies. They lost and, and They lost scared. Right. Throw the ball. Throw seven interceptions. Who cares? Rich Challenge Sherman. the best defense in the league. Richard Sherman left with the uh, ankle sprain, but it's not anything. It, 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 the game was out of hand. Yeah, right. The game was out of reach. Oh, uh, and I and I and I was kind of waiting for the Twitter nonsense to come out because I said this last week. Then I said, well, if he got hurt, everybody gonna go crazy. That's what he deserves. Uh-huh. Who I, who wishes somebody to get hurt never. because never. he spoke his, he speaks his mind that you could never understand why he does right. this. You could never understand why that only guy a does few this. amount of people. Especially one in this see, in the studio could, you post, could understand what he's talking you, about. Um, you see his post game interview, Richard Sherman. Uh-uh. It was just like that's what he's been ever since that twelve seconds. Right. Yeah, he's been that same guy. But then when you after a huge NFC Championship game, you throw a mic in his face. Right. You got to. She's doing her job, and he just he he was stream of consciousness at that it point. Was a, it was emotional. It was more probably ten times emotional for him because what he thought he can go up to Crabtree and say, "Good game, hell of a game." Uh, and then I th- he might have been sincere about that. I think he might have been sincere about that because they battled three times already. Yeah, That game being the third one, they battled three times. But I thought he was sincere, but then Richard Sherman gave him the Heisman, and he just went off. <laughs> so now here come the camera. Like, everybody saw that. Like, what just happened between you and Crabtree? So he went off. You, yeah. Crabtree is not a mediocre. He's not a mediocre corner, a uh, receiver. Uh, Richard Sherman is just that good If you don't want him to be that mediocre, so you can put somebody else on him. And I thought the other corner played just as well as he does. Yeah. They targeted him, and he made plays. Yeah, I mean, they just get better all every game. If Richard Sherman's not getting not getting targeted, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, and the other corner just get better every game because they're going to get all the action. Do you know they got Browner coming back possibly yeah. next year? Well, because I mean, cause he's an... It- <clears throat> Possibly. Well, and what, Richard Sherman was one of them suspended for uh, for the games. Adderall, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he doesn't have necessarily a non-tainted past. Even though, well, if Adderall... He Adderall's he a big does. deal. Like, Adderall, it doesn't seem like it because it's not drugs and it's it not... It is a drug. Well, That's uh, crack no, no, cocaine. No, I understand. It's not performance-enhancing steroids, anabolic steroids or anything like that, but it... it that's a big deal drug. Because it keeps you focused. Yeah, right. It keeps you focused. Um, if you don't have ADHD or ADA or ADHD... It's speed. Yeah, crack, whatever you want to say it is. It's crack cocaine. So if I, if I sold that on the street without a prescription, I would go to jail. Peyton Manning, I'd be in front of the court. Peyton Manning, 24.1 passer rating. 24.1 in the Super Bowl. The lo- the second lowest of all time besides Rex Grossman, who he beat the su- who he beat in the Super Bowl. Chicago 7.1 Super Bowl uh, passer rating in the Super Bowl. 7.1, I could have done that. Well, I, a lot of guys got in the Hall of Fame. Got, uh, Hall of Fame. Um, some guys that I thought that I sit with every year um, – most of the years, most times I'm there, uh, that didn't get in, and that's Tim Brown. I want to talk about that later on the show. Tim Brown didn't get in this year? I, I saw Aeneas. That's amazing. I saw Aeneas. I saw um, Michael Strahan. Amazing that Tim Brown didn't get in this year. I, I can't figure it out. Uh, that's why I can't, I can't figure it out. Well, it's not uh, that important, but because when I say that, say this, is like Larry Center should be, be – he should – at least bring his name up because what he did, now everybody's doing. So now it's getting tainted that, well, they're doing that now mm-hmm. in this day and time. But when he was doing it, nobody was doing it. Larry Sinners. When Tim Brown was doing what he was doing, nobody was doing it. He was a, he was a threat on the field, whether that be at the receiver spot, kick and punt returners. Kick and punt returns nobody too. was doing that. Yeah. Now we got guys like Percy Harmon doing that all the time. Yeah. So that doesn't diminish what Tim Brown did. As I have a problem with him not being in the Hall of Fame. I, it goes back to... A lot of the things I say about the sport, a lot of things I say about who's making these decisions. I want to come back and we talk about that because I, I also I brought up the Hall of Fame because I say 
how does this taint a Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, if it taints, well, they yeah. don't taint it at all. But how does it affect the thought process, decisions made? Because it took Jake Reed, it took uh, Andre Reed nine years to get. You were in. talking about him ever since I've been on the air here. Right. That's three years. That's yeah. crazy. Quamalasa Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Hey, welcome back to Comrade Sports Talk. Alex Fancy in the studio. We were talking about Hall of Fame guys. We also were talking about one of the things I did want to get into was the uh, Peyton Manning. But for nine years, I can't believe that it took nine years for Andre Reid to get into the Hall of Fame. I can't believe Tim Brown's not in. Um, I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. I can't believe that um, the game he had yesterday was a Peyton Manning game. I don't make excuses for him because I because I'm a, I like him like most people do. Uh, the game was just terrible. But you you went up against <laughs> one of the defense that will go down in history. I'm not calling that a dynasty defense because they haven't done it more than two or three years. But that def- they are, they are on the right track. That Seattle Seahawks defense is on the right track to being what everybody think they could be, but you have to go out there and do it. Peyton Manning had it. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. I know that guy, how he thinks, um, how he performs. We we also talked on this show a lot about Alex does about how he's such a great – he's this great quarterback, this great guy, until he get in the postseason. Yeah, he's the best regular season quarterback of all time. He is. I mean, numbers. Look at the look at all of his numbers. It, I can, make, it, sure, I can sure. make numbers lie, but he is a great quarterback. I'm not. You can make numbers lie. But I can make numbers statisticians lie. don't lie about numbers. Numbers lie. Unless Archie Manning's taking care of the numbers. Why do you think we got statistics? I can make those look like anything I want them to look like, and then tell you is this when it's the same thing. But what math classes are you taking? I'm taking the ones where I look online and find stats, and oh, they tell me what doing they are. Somebody, somebody's doing your work. Go ahead, Peyton Manning. Um, first of all, Seattle has. This year had the best rated defense since 1970. 
in NFL history for a full season with regards to quarterback rating uh, for opposing quarterbacks. So that's number one. Number two, you can give as many excuses you want about Peyton Manning. He will never go down as the best quarterback of all time due to the performance yesterday. I never said he would. I understand, but people were in the, they were talking about, he was in the conversation. If he wins, the Super Bowl this year, then he could go down as the best quarterback ever. Now, that's even what, if he wins two more, likes him, loves even, him, right? Even if he wins the next two years after this, he will never go down as the best quarterback of all time. Joe Montana will, unless Tom Brady wins another one. Because if Tom Brady wins another one, that'll tie it. That means he's been to seven Super Bowls. That whole thing, that's fine. Joe Montana is four for four, and he did have one of the best. He did have a great defense. He had the best receiver of all time. He had Roger Craig. He had whatever you want. But as of now, he, in my opinion, as will be out down up, as the best as quarterback of all time. Joe Montana, let me go uh, condolence to uh, Terry Bradshaw. His father passed away yeah. while, he, while he wasn't in there uh, at the uh, Super Bowl. Another guy who won four. Yeah, he, but, he had a, but, but what? He had a defense? Yeah, and, and, I, talked, well, and, and I talked about this, how it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Too. It's unfortunate. Whole defense. It's unfortunate that he's overshadowed by the Steel Curtain and by... Uh, the immaculate reception it's, and all of those things. If you know Terry Bradshaw, that that defense, I don't know Terry yeah. Bradshaw. Okay, well so. then let me explain. Let me say something about Terry Bradshaw. Okay. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw is a guy that was a great defense, and he is the, the what he's what he's done in Pittsburgh as, as a quarterback. And don't forget, uh, I think it was Gilliam who was. Um, let me think of his first name as we move on. Who went to Tennessee State? Who was a starting quarterback? Terry Bradshaw got. His, they gave Terry Bradshaw his job, but he was a Neanderthal. Gilliam was on some other stuff, uh, so. Um, Terry Bradshaw got that job. He wins four. That defense overshadows him. It is a steel curtain defense. It was a great defense. You could market that defense. This guy has four Super Bowl rings as a quarterback, and he said, you can lose with me, but you won't win without me. That's huge to say when you got a defense like that. Terry Bradshaw was a player. He was a baller. He, he knew what he had around him, and he used it. And he was not a bad quarterback at all. Right. I'm, nobody said he was. No, I'm just saying I'm bringing up him. As far as you go down as the great quarterbacks, you can you – can, Arguably, say he was in that in that uh, arg- that conversation when you got Joe Montana. You can look at the uh, guys who don't have Super Bowl rings, Dan Marino. When you look at all these numbers, and you, then you mention Peyton Manning, who's breaking all these records and breaking all these guys' numbers. Because I like Peyton Manning so much and what he does off the field, I I think for the past seven years, I started liking his off the field stuff because he's been so much visible. With the commercials, the sarcastic humor, the the SNL, the funny stuff, he's just like a so a serious a guy so serious like that does have a dry humor, a dry effect on him that you you make him want to like you want to like him more. Now I'm not talking about I'm not saying that his numbers are not what they are, uh, but he is breaking those guys' record. I want to know what what did, what does it do for him not winning this game when you got guys who have like Reed been to four Super Bowls, he didn't win one. He yeah, well, that was ball. Steve Christie was at fault for one of them. Uh, Steve he, Christie, he, he no. pushed that field goal right against against the Giants. Was that the Giants? That wasn't Steve Christie. It was uh, Scott Norwood. Oh, it was it was Scott Norwood? That was pre Steve Christie. <laughs> Still, Scott I remember Norwood. playing T- Steve Christie on Tecmo Super Bowl. That was Laces my favorite team. Out. Thurman Thomas, Laces Don Beebe. One year, Thurman Thomas left lost, left his helmet, but you know, laces out. They lost by. <laughs> what is this? Ace Ventura. It, that's what it came from, but okay. no. Well, yeah, he sh- he was there. He went four times. Uh, you know, a lot of some guys get there. Peyton Manning's gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not taking that away from yeah, him. I can I vote mean, for him. I vote for him. He will be. I, I mean, can this vote is... for him, but not because I not because I'm I like the guy so much. I'm gonna say what it is. He stunk. Th- th- this game was terrible for him. Yeah, it was right. terrible. And this With is receivers. And go back to what everybody says about Peyton Manning. He's great in the regular season, but the postseason can't win. I don't know what what the effect of that. I don't know what happens during those games. 
maybe you run into a team that's better than you at that time. He run into a Seattle Seagulls defense that's arguably put up in a category with Chicago Bears, both both Chicago Bears teams, uh, Ravens, and let's mention the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won. Let's mention those teams. Uh, maybe he'd run up against those teams uh, in, the, um, in the postseason where it's just not effective for him. Yeah, 0-4. Uh, quarterbacks that led the league in passing yards and touchdowns in the Super Bowl. 0-4 that year for Super Bowls, for uh, quarterbacks. 0-3 when they wore the orange jerseys, burn them. Don't even, don't keep them in the building. I mean, come on. I, don't keep them in the building. Um, <laughs> you think the jersey it, got something more, to do with that? No, but it, it's, it's more difficult for wide receivers and defensive backs and linebackers to make it to the, uh, to make it to the Hall of Fame right away as opposed to quarterbacks and star running backs. Because receivers, you have... Ten on a team? You have eight on a team? No. Five the dress? You have six. Okay. So that's five per team, you know, and you have 30, however, 32 teams. That's 200 receivers every year. You have that. So it's difficult for Andre Reid to get in right away, even though he was a stellar receiver. And then mm-hmm. defensive backs, Aeneas Williams, good, because he was the first defensive player that I knew when I started loving football. Because he was so good. He hit so hard with, with St. Louis. He Come was. On, yeah. I, I loved watching him play when he was with St. Louis, so I remember him. And but it's, it, I mean, it's easy for quarterbacks to get in right away. It's easy for guys like Michael Strahan to get in right away when you get sacks, when you get all those things. But if you're lost in the mix of receivers and defensive backs, it's tougher to get in. So to answer your question about Andre Reid, why it took nine years, I feel like that's why because there's a bigger pool of players to choose from. Well, his quarterback gets in, James Lofton's in, the guys he was around. What, what Thurman Thomas? What keeps him from not being? He was just a Thurman uh, Thomas is a running back. He, what, a lot of that stuff opens up. You you have to open up a pass to run the ball, or you can run the ball to open up the pass. He was a huge part of what they was doing in those. That even before they started getting to Super Bowl, he became who he was. Then he gets they get to four Super Bowls. It's receivers, not like he didn't have anything to do with that. Receivers' numbers are predicated upon somebody else, like the quarterbacks are. Right. But the, but the quarterbacks, quarterbacks are the ones that have the ball in the hand. They're the ones that are making the action. That don't make them Hall of Famers. That makes them. When I had this, and I said I mentioned this earlier in the first segment. Some quarterbacks throw crazy balls where the receivers go up and get him. Sure, like how he catch that sure, ball? Sure, but it, but what it's it, not. But those aren't going to be remembered. It's going to be remembered. This quarterback that, threw that, the ball not, to them. I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. Those going to be remembered. The quarterback make a make a play. That's why the quarterback gets so much of the uh, accolades when it's all said and done. But they take just as much as the blame. I I understand that. But you got receivers like those guys who put that work in. The number you say the numbers. Well, he has the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame. How it takes nine years because every year they bring another receiver and it's somebody they like because it's so it's so right now that you think well that's what you can remember. But somebody who don't do their history and just have a vote for I don't know how these some of these guys get votes, but they got a vote and they voting on right now. Marvin Harris is in there now. <laughs> they bringing up Marvin Harris. They bring up the next guy. Who's the next guy coming up? That's a receiver. Then it's going to say, well, well, this guy's did. He's doing this. Well, the game's changed. You can't touch these guys anymore. It's an offensive game. When you got a defense like that, it just it's fun to watch when you got a defense to play against an offense when it's an offensive game. So but a lot, of, a lot of these voters have been around for a long time. And idiots. Like, all of them. But they remember Andre Reid when he was a kid. They remember, like, <laughs> these guys have been around for well, a long great. time. Well, that's great. Uh, Why wow, he's not in. It took him nine years. So that uh, that's even... Begging the question even more of, of your statement of why he's not in yet. These guys should know that the game has changed, and they should know. And so you're right. Maybe yeah, I mean, idiots, I feel, is strong, but you have a stronger standpoint on it than I do because it doesn't affect really me It doesn't at affect all. me neither. I just like – I'm a fair. I like fairness. So uh, Tim Brown not being in is a 
And you don't think that had anything to do with Jerry Rice going towards the end of the no, career? No, that was the end of his career. Both right. Of, both of the end. But Jerry he Rice. was the man in Oakland his whole career. He's, okay, to, and, and I would have been like, Dwayne Wade, come on, LeBron. Come on in here because I'm winning another championship. God, tuck rule. I he could have won one. Exactly. Exactly. He could have won one. And they ran and, into Tampa Bay's think, defense. I like to think if he would have won that Super Bowl, he would have been right. Well, they, if they would have won a Super Bowl, he might have been there. But you don't take away what he did for that team. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer for the Oakland Raiders, but then there's a, a, a widespread of Hall of Famers out there. There's some, And then you talk about the image. There are guys with less character in the Hall of Fame than he has. When was the last thing you heard about Tim Brown? Just, no, just he, he was, he's a model, model citizen when he was in the NFL. But you know what? Know how these guys, who would I believe, how these guys get into the Hall of Fame? When, they're, when they've been in trouble and, and every— Success stories? No, no. Well, yeah, that helps, though. Comeback helps. stories? But when they've been in trouble, you can go to the past five Hall of Fames and a guy has been in trouble. You know what they do? They put them on TV and keep them public. And as long as they are public, um, you, you believe in them more or you see them more so you forget about the nonsense they have. I'm not saying Strahan got in trouble, but everybody has their issues. Uh, Warren Sapp, everybody has their issues. Warren Sapp does not like that Michael Strahan got in. Did you see that? The com- did you talk to him about that? I didn't. No, I didn't talk to him. About <laughs> I would have talked about somebody big about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. For, he, first of all, he he said he shouldn't be in. I mean, that was he was very very clear on the fact. It. But I don't understand. I don't know why he says that. Me either. I don't know why he says that. But that's something that I guarantee would be hashed out between those two. Hope is not going back and forth through the media where the media wins and that. Sit down and talk about it. Why well, I don't think you're being. Not that it matters. He's in. You can't take him out now. Yeah. But because these guys are now on TV and in these different uh, shows, then it makes a guy like Tim Brown, who's on a serious satellite, who has a, a radio show, but he's not being seen. He's being heard. So if you don't see these guys, a lot I of think, people wouldn't be able to pick him out out of out of people because I mean that's the helmet that's that's the that's a desensitization it's of the Raiders man. He played for the Raiders. You pick him out in a grocery store full of old. <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> I say the old ladies, but of course you yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> you put all you put all the uh, you put all the top receivers in a room. I bet you they kind of gravitate to Tim Brown yeah. if he's the only one in there. Not the only one. <laughs> we may have a couple guys, but you, this guy is just. I mean, he he'll get in. I know he'll get it, in. It doesn't matter when, as long as you get in. Matter. You're not going through the process. I'm sitting at these tables. It's not like him. baseball where you get 15%. If, if you're under 15% or 5%, whatever it is, you're off the ballot. You talk about baseball? Yeah, I'm saying you're, he's going to be around, and I don't know what the statute of limitations is. But statute of limitations. I don't, know, I don't know when he comes off the ballot, but the fact that it's been this long, I don't understand that. Be, of course he'll get it'll in. He'll be fine. That, for who? You <laughs> For not, him, it'll be it'll be fine. It's you're exciting. not sitting there every year, every Super Bowl, being asked to come it's, there. So it's a good problem to have. It's not a good problem to have. He's going to be fine. He's going to get in. It's not a big deal. Andre I, I Reed. I think if you know, he's better than Andre Reed, in my opinion. Okay, you don't have a vote. Do you? No. I don't oh, have okay. A vote. I didn't say he was better than Andre Reed, though. <laughs> okay. So out of my vote, me asking me do I have a vote means nothing. Yeah, you're right. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We got one more signal. I digress. If you want to join the show, Alex Clancy in the studio, Cromwell Sports Talk. We'll be right back. This guy's crazy. <laughs> We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, welcome back to the... Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> God, I'm so happy I didn't hear that for oh, a week. Oh, welcome back. Boy, people cracking up. You <laughs> saying that. Hey, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Last segment. Um, I do want to mention, don't forget about our February 6th. And I'm, I'm thinking about going to Virginia, man. So I got to see about this February 6th. And then it's February 6th because... I may have to train. That's on a Thursday. I got to train. So this, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I, this, I don't know if this is going to work. But <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. Um, oh, but I, I do want, I want, I wanted to bring in, um, you know, the uh, the bakery the, and uh, a few women that have some business and they have good business. I saw the portfolio. They're doing big things. I think it's a great thing. And Valentine's Day is coming up for you guys uh, and you uh, women, ladies. Um, so there's a great, great opportunity to go get some uh Go get a floral arrangement. Uh, your personal floral concierge, God's Garden Treasure Biz. Go to the website, uh, check it out. Uh, let them know you heard this on the show. There will be a discount involved. Talk to them. There's flowers, different occasions, uh, weddings, such and such. Call into the show if you need more information, or give them a call at four eight zero six zero three Rose R O S E four eight zero six zero three Rose, R-O-S-E, Cormelas, the Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio, Hall of Fame. Where are we going? I don't know. You, you lead the way. Hey, that's what I've been, <laughs> I've been born to do that. Congratulations to uh, Aeneas Williams, man, Arizona Cardinals. He, I think he's the um, – you know, I thought um, – what is it? What's, I can't think of his name right now, but Aeneas, Cardinal, Aeneas Williams, Hall of Fame, first ballot. Uh, which is huge. Deserving, right? Deserving, yeah. Deserve. Another guy with great character. If you go on my, um, if you go on my site, you'll see this piece made by Aeneas. Up about, um, it wasn't about Aeneas. I'll tell you who's by exactly. One of the um, 
the Cardinals uh, reporters. Uh, didn't he then. play till he was almost 40? Well, he played till like 38, didn't he? Yeah. But he was still playing at a high level. Yeah. So. He's big. I mean, he, I, he was the fir- I told you, he was the first defensive back that I really liked that I actually watched and maybe learn, want to learn how to play defense. Craig Amazon. You, know, you probably don't know Craig Amazon, but Craig Amazon did a piece on the names back in the day. Um, you, could check it off on, you could check it out on my page, or you can go to YouTube, Aeneas Williams Radio Feature. It's on YouTube. It is huge. I'm in there. Now, oh. That doesn't make it huge, but I'm in it, and it's, I think it's a great piece. And it's one of my, I'm just now hearing it, and it's been in the archives for uh, for a while. Uh, Jim Omohundro, who's a communications uh, director, head of the communications over at the Arizona Cardinals, get, uh, sent that to me. But it's uh, and uh, it's a good tribute to who it needs. Well, that was then. That was ten years. That was ten years before well, they did this in his tenth year, I believe. Uh, so and it just speaks volume to what he, who and what he is. Did now. he win both in St. Louis? Was he there for both? He was there for one for sure, right? With Kurt Warner? No, no, no. Aeneas didn't. Um, no, they didn't make it. They didn't make it. But he had a great year. Uh, Kurt Warner was not there. Aeneas left. Man, my time was. Aeneas was here. We, we was here together. Uh, he left and went to St. Louis, and then I think a year later I went to San Diego. Then we ended back up together in St. Louis, which was a little. That wasn't on the one the up and up. That wasn't on a hundred hundred percent of uh, how it used to be in Arizona. Time, times, ha- things happen through time. But mm-hmm. I talked to him this weekend. It was just like catching up. It was uh, he's same to me. It was the same Aeneas. Uh, I didn't even say anything to him because uh, he was talking to a group of people because he works for the now the uh, NFL engagement um, um, association with the I guess it's through the PA and all that stuff, different branches of it. But he remembered a lot of things that I said that we were just in the locker room that I didn't think of until he mentioned, which was good. I also talked to uh, Dwight Holly was there. The, just the atmosphere alone that was there was the player engagement. Um, they had a big thing. It was not a big thing. They have a room where a lot of guys come in, and you meet a lot of the guys. That's where I talked to, uh, you know, Ricky Waters. I talked to Jake Plummer was there. It was great seeing Jake Plummer. So he's going to be out in Arizona, so we're going to get our golf in. Um, Bring him in. Bring him in before you guys go golfing. Probably, uh, yeah, we, I, I do that. Jake could do that. Jake could probably Not to put in. you on the spot in front of people, but. I'm not. I'm, be cool. I'm never on the spot. Never on the spot. Uh, but there was a lot of good guys who was there. Um, Ricky Waters, Jesus. I haven't Ricky, heard his name in a long time. Ricky Dirty Waters? <laughs> well, I mean, you can call him whatever yeah, you want. I know it was Ricky Dirty Waters, Waters, but. But, you know, he, everybody was there, and that's, that's the that atmosphere. You, you go into that place, and you get to see all those guys. Charles Haley was there. I mean, I can go down and listen. A lot of guys was there. Uh, but it was a lot of guys that you know, uh, and all we were doing was eating and drinking and just socializing, just hanging out in the room that the players' engagement, you know, set up for us. And they set up. I'm trying to connect with them. So the Super Bowl is out in Arizona this year. Also, um, try to do some things, lock that up with them. Um, James Lofton, who I see all the time, uh, still live in San Diego, but he's he 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 has a lot of. They pull him a lot of different ways doing Super Bowls. But he was there. Talked to him. Got a lot of pictures of those guys. Uh, Tory Holt, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tory, first thing he said to me, he said, "Yeah, yeah, I remember Kwame. Yeah, with the Cardinals and when he came with us, I remember beating him." <laughs> That's nice. It, it wasn't true. No. <laughs> it wasn't true at all. He never. I've never been beat for a touchdown. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is our show. Uh, this is the Hall of Fame coming up. Um, well, we have some guys that's in there. Is there any guy in there that you don't think should be in there? Straight hand. He won a Super Bowl. So? And I know that guy's got Super Bowls. He's got a lot of sacks. 
It was a great defensive end. I mean, but then then uh, then uh, then um, Brett Favre give him one, give him to break the record. Yeah. Was it Brett Favre? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm not saying straight. <laughs> yeah, you got to get break. No, of course he should be in. No, I mean I'm not. I'm not I, I, I 100 percent think he think he should be in. I, I I just do. I mean he had he, he had the numbers to prove it. He won a Super Bowl. He was likable. You know, he, he's got a great, I mean, he's all over, he's on Kelly and M- Michael and Kelly, whatever the hell kind of show that is. So, uh, Kelly Rip annoys the hell out of me. Um, well, how, you, how you don't not, how you If not you put like it on her? mute, it's fine. But if you, all she does is talk about herself. My girl so, got me to, I watched it with her a couple times, I and she hates her. She starts throwing stuff at the TV. So that's how you I start throwing me. stuff at the TV. Your girl, she don't like her? No. Well, no, she doesn't. Well, she talks about, about herself all the time. Oh, Turn to another channel. I, uh, I did. I do. Turn to I another do. channel. That I might do. work. I watch Price is Right when I'm sick from school. So that's there. It's on at the same time. No, that, the, the spin the big wheel. <laughs> spin <the> big. <laughs> no, okay. So I have a question for you. Um, do you think that they'll do another cold weather one again? Because Minnesota is building a stadium. They're going to be playing at University of Minnesota the next two years. 2018's up for grabs. They're going to have an outdoor stadium. It's going to be winter. It's going to be real winter, like negative 50 winter. Seattle and Denver yesterday had worse weather than New York during the Super Bowl, so you can't really gauge that as a as a winter Super Bowl. Besides people trying to get out and all the planes being uh, canceled today, and people they have to bring cots in for people to sleep in, to, for people to sleep on because there's so many uh, flights got canceled due to the snow today. Do you think that they'll go cold again? I left just in time because uh, I couldn't have. If I would have stayed there, I would have been. I would have been. Flight would have been canceled getting back uh, because it snowed real bad. So you uh, think they go cold again? I, I think it worked out for the. Um, Super Bowl, Roger Goodell and the NFL, NFL guys, it worked out for those guys because during the Super Bowl, it wasn't cold, it was 40 something degrees. Yeah. Then in the game time, it might have got down to 30, but they was already on the field warming up. So they were, the players were fine. Yeah. But as far as a fan viewing the game, I don't see any benefit happening in the cold weather place. I, I mentioned, uh, and I also heard this on some other publications that, and I agree with, someone should only be in five places. That way you can plan your vacation accordingly. Uh, for these five warm weather places that it's going to be, I think two in Tampa, two in Florida somewhere, Miami definitely. Miami's who's had the most Super Bowls than anybody else. I think eleven. Tampa, you could put one in Tampa. You could put one in uh, San Diego. We mentioned this. Arizona, New Orleans, and probably one more place. What about San Francisco? I mean, Santa Clara. You think it gets too cold? It shouldn't. Uh, it's not. It doesn't get um, New York cold, yeah, but it gets course. cold up there. But I. But places where there's. There's some historic, I mean, New Orleans, historical. New Orleans, New Orleans is yeah. one that we are. Some yeah. historical facts and information where you you do you could make it a trip. Oh, San Francisco go. is in two years, anyways. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's that right new after stadium. Here. It's right after this game. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think the NFL got away with one because it was cold. But leading up to the game, it was, it was too pristine. Cold. It, was, it was right, it was but it was perfect cold. yesterday. Right. It was absolutely. They were out in shorts, you know, at three o'clock or whatever before right. game time. It was perfect weather. Yeah, I think. So it, do you think they do it again? Yes or no? Like, not that I you agree yes. with it or not. Like, do you think they do one? That's that's a yes. That's yes. an Arctic bowl because yes. it'll be cold as hell in Minnesota 19, if they do it there. Nineteen sixty-seven, Green Bay Packers, the Kansas City Ice Chiefs. Bowl. Ice Bowl. First, yeah. first one. Somebody media and media labored the Super Bowl. Tickets then were six dollars. You can get tickets from six to twelve dollars at that time, which was called an Ice Bowl, which was in nineteen sixty-seven. Now those tickets are like $6,000 for a regular ticket for a regular game is what it is. Uh, but I think they do it again. I think they put it in another cold weather place because they feel like they got away one. If they consistently, if it's consistently cold during game time, no, I don't think they would do it because who wants to sit out there? I think it got to a point. I think it got to a point where 
it was uh, the temperature was favorable leading up to the game. But it was freezing cold. The, the first yeah, three the, days. Yeah, the Arctic vortex, and then today it's freezing, and then yesterday was pristine. Yeah, it was freezing cold out there. I don't. I wouldn't personally go to a Super Bowl where it's cold weather. I wouldn't personally put it in another cold weather place. There's only five or six places now that I would put the. Super but it Bowl. benefits cold weather teams. That it, it's a tougher road as cold weather teams to make it to the Super Bowl, and I've said that, and I'll continue to say that. So I think that it benefits cold weather teams. Yeah, uh, I think it's fair. To put it in cold weather as well. I understand that the elements would play a part in not playing to your utmost potential, but if you're, if, if you're a superior athlete, you should be able to play in any weather. And you said that, so yeah. why not play in the snow? What's the worst that could happen? Because the money part is I can get everybody to come to that city. People are still going to go. It's no, going to be not. sold out. No, not. It's the freaking Super Bowl. It's going to be sold out. Okay, we got a Neanderthal on the show. Uh, welcome. Uh, we're going to... Talk about some more of this. Why are you tomorrow? talking about yourself in the third person? Everybody here? know I'm not a Neanderthal. <laughs> they, they know who they, they listen and they know who the Neanderthal is. Oh God! Now, I'm we agree and we disagree. I definitely disagree with that. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. <laughs> Alex Clancy in the studio. Y'all, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.